Welcome to Project Action on Podcast One, coming at you from the Polaris Razor Studio. I am Jim Beaver, your host of Project Action here on Podcast One, and uh, we've got a fun one today. Good, good friend of mine, Mr. Street Bike Tommy. I was able to catch up with him uh, a couple of weeks ago. We aired a bits and pieces interview on uh, my national Down and Dirty radio show, airing this thing uncut in full in its entirety here on Project Action on Podcast One. Uh, sorry, our release schedule has been a little bit wonky lately. I've been doing a ton of traveling, doing a lot of TV for uh, uh, for Lucas Oil, uh, Midwest Short Course League. That stuff will be airing on MAV TV. It's already airing on the uh, Lucas Oil TV, uh, uh, their live streaming app. Um, but uh, we got uh, you know got a lot of TV I've been pumping out, and so uh, it's caused the podcast to be delayed. But uh, uh, rest assured, they're going to be back on schedule. Um, We've got a bunch of podcasts dropping to catch up and get us uh, at even. Uh, also got some uh, new stuff I'm going to be pumping out through the Down and Dirty Radio Show, my other show in addition to uh, uh, Project Action, some more daily, weekly content coming out through there. So uh, I think uh, this fall you guys are really going to be uh, pumped if uh, you like to consume my content. So uh, make sure and uh, subscribe to Project Action uh, there on iTunes. Uh, make sure and leave a rating or a review and or a review. Uh, if you leave a rating or review, leave your Twitter, Instagram, at username. I see that in the body of the review. You, and I will follow you back on social media. My promise to you. And uh, uh, for those of you who have done that, thank you. Uh, you can also do it to uh, my other show, Down and Dirty Radio Show, as well. Uh, I am at Jim Beaver Fifteen on all forms of social media. Uh, so uh, yeah, you guys can uh, get your get your uh, uh, dose of everything I've got. We got lots of motorsports, action sports, automotive content. Uh, next week here on the show. This week, Street Bike Tommy. Next week, we got uh, X Games kind of preview. Uh, episode coming, so uh, I think you guys are definitely going to uh, enjoy that. Um, for those of you just tuning in, uh, you know, if you haven't before, this is Project Action, all things action, whether it be action sports, motorsports, action movies, action TV, pop culture, video games, musicians, anything action-packed that you can think of, we are bringing it on Project Action. So uh, you never know who's going to pop up here on the show, but uh, we've had a great uh, group of guests so far this year, and uh, I'm expecting some even better things uh, the second half of 2018. Uh, Before we get to that interview with Street Bike Tommy, I want to... uh, Remind you about a couple of our partners in this show uh, that help uh, you know help make things possible. One of those is our friends at Geico. You know everybody's got a to do list: drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk. Here's an idea: let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. Good thing is you don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do: go to Geico.com, and in 15 minutes you could be saving 15 percent or more on car insurance. Extra money in your pocket just may be the most rewarding thing that you do today. You know. And if you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what's it actually mean? Same goes for invoice, list price, dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. Introducing True Price from True Car. Now you'll know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories. Before you even get to the dealership, True Car dealers will show you um, the price that you want on the car that you want, all from the comfort of your home. And how do you 
you know if a true price is a great price? Well, it's because True Car shows you what other people paid for the car that you want. And your certified dealer knows this, so they'll set their true price competitively so you can they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. And um, you know the truth is a lot of us are brushing our teeth wrong. Not for long enough. And we forget to change our brush on time. It's because most brands focus on selling flashy gimmicks rather than better brushing on their toothbrush. But not Quip. What makes Quip different? Well, for starters, it's an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes, while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help keep your teeth clean. Quip's built-in timer helps you clean for the dentist-recommended two minutes with guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. Next, Quip subscription plans are for your health, not just your convenience. They deliver a new brush head on dentist-recommended schedules every three months for just 5 bucks, including free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel wherever you take your teeth. Finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions, and is the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. And Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash action right now, you'll get your first repilt pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash action. That's spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash action. Getquip.com slash action. And I want to take a minute and talk to you about your undies. And my undies. Is your first thought, they're amazing? I have the best undies. Well, it should be. And it would be if you were wearing me undies. They're comfy and they make you feel good. And when you feel good, anything is possible. Me undies are made from the softest fabric and they have the coolest styles and colors and they come right to your door. Once you put them on, you'll always wear me undies. I have a pair with trees on them. I'm wearing them right now. I like boxers. Always a hit at the gym, and you can get matching MeUndies for your partner. MeUndies is risk-free. They'll make sure you get the perfect pair for you, and if you're not happy, they'll refund the cost, and you get to keep them. And because you're listening to me, you'll get 15% off your first pair of MeUndies and free shipping. Go to MeUndies.com slash action. That's MeUndies.com slash action. And here's an extra gift for you. Order a pair, take a screenshot of your transaction, send it to me. I'll send you another pair for free. You get 15% off. And then another pair for free on me. That's the first 25 people to send proof of purchase, a screenshot of your purchase, or a pic of the receipt. I'll send you another pair for free. For your proof, just send your proof to gift at podcastone.com. Put action in the subject line, and you will soon have another pair of MeUndies in your collection. Let's do this. MeUndies.com slash action. And you know, new to Podcast One, Sportsnet, Baseball and Chill, the Big 12, and the Big 12 Podcast. Listen each week to Kelly Nash and Scott Brom from MLB Network as they cover all the big storylines and trending topics on and off the diamond on Baseball and Chill. Then jump over to the Big 12 Podcast, listen to Chuck Cooperstein each week as he checks in with the Big 12 Commissioner, Bob Bowsley, and other guests to go over the best highlights and look ahead to the biggest events in the conference. Listen free to both, sh- both of these shows exclusively on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One Sports Dot com and the Podcast One app. If you love the show, share it with a friend and leave a rating and review.
All right. And uh, if that wasn't enough, we have Street Bike Tommy coming right at you right about now. I'd like to welcome my next guest, my favorite trash talking, barbecue slinging, street bike riding buddy, Street Bike Tommy. Uh, how was that for an intro, buddy? Hey, let me get some sound effects. Do, do the burr, 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 burr. Uh, yeah. I was trying to. I was trying to get the Ric Flair thing going on. You know, jet. You know, I was trying to, but I was trying to street bike Tommy. It. You know, so yeah. Woo. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you gotta love Ric Flair. I don't care. <laughs> uh, All time great, man. Yeah, dude, that guy. Uh, yeah. What's uh, going on? I'm, How you been, yeah, I'm still the guy at 37 who watches pro wrestling every week. So, dude, I I'm waving the hand up in the air right now. So. <laughs> Uh, no, life well, is good, it, it man. Means you're winning because everybody else surrendered. Yeah, yeah, everybody surrendered yeah. but me. I still watch it. I got my daughter hooked on that stuff now, dude. It's <laughs> oh, it's that's awesome. That's the way to keep in the game. Yeah, see, that's my that's my excuse. I watch pro wrestling, but I just tell her. But I'm like, no, my daughter likes it. I just I watch it with her. You know, <laughs> you get your kid hooked, and then, <laughs> then it's like, yeah, it's you, you pawn yeah. off on there, right? Uh, too funny, man. No, life is good. Yeah, I supervise her. Yeah, I got to make That's sure. Awesome, you got to make sure it's it's PG, right? <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. No, good. Life is good, man. I was up there at Dirtfish with Jolene, and then uh, I think she flew down to Vegas with you guys. And uh, um, but uh, yeah, we got yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about. But we got I got to get the lowdown on the TP jump because I, I didn't get to. I watched obviously the replays, uh, but I was flying when uh, when a good chunk of was going on. I think I text you and Hubert and Jolene as soon as I landed, and you know, and everything seemed like it was good. But um, yeah. give me the lowdown on this, dude. What you know? How did everything go off? I tell you what, as far as like the stunts and everything are concerned, it, it went flawlessly. Like everything was timed perfectly. Uh, everything went really well with the TV packaging and every, everything like that. And the jumps were super smooth. There were no mechanical issues or anything like that. So I mean, it, it was about as good as it can get uh, for planned stunts like that. So uh, the weather held out because uh, I mean there were some big clouds rolling in, and uh, it got really, really, really windy uh, there for a little bit, but gave it a little break for the for the whole stunt. Uh, show. I mean, the, the heat, you really couldn't do anything about. I mean, it was like 109 or something. And uh, yeah, the heat was crazy, but uh, everything went really, really well. Yeah, you can't ask for much more than that. I mean, you've been around. I know I talked with Joe up there, and uh, I've been texting with Travis the past couple of weeks. I haven't talked to him since the thing. Um, but I mean, you know, you, you've been around a lot of stunts Trav has done and things like that. I mean, this was three of them in one day, you know, I mean, how does this rank up there? I mean, you know, these aren't the farthest jumps he's ever done or the most complicated. I mean, you know, you know, but I, I mean, was this more of like, I mean, this was Trav just paying tribute to a legend, right? I mean, you know, it it was still legit jumps, but the thing is, so, I mean, I'll, I'll go ahead and cut right through the proverbial cupcake right here. Um, you, you know, this audience that we're talking to right now is obviously action sports. Uh, you know, every, everybody pays attention. They know what things are. Um, you know, and, and I, I, you know, you'll, you'll hear some people uh, banter in the background like, oh, it wasn't that big or, or like, oh, my God, that distance, this or that, and have these huge opinions on what actually happened. That's not at all what this whole thing was about. I mean, it 100% was about paying tribute to the greatest to ever do it. Evil Knievel is the guy that we all looked up to. And, and like, pretty much, you know, he, he gave, you know, the kids that had that desire to put on a show, you know, every show pony that's ever existed has wanted to be 
evil can evil. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially in the action sports world. It's like he was the icon that we that, that did it for all of us, opened up the doors and really gave us that platform to to be ourselves and, and be able to make a, a living out of it. Um so I mean Trav did two hundred and fourteen feet when he was like twelve. Yeah. So I mean, you know, that but it was on dirt bikes. You know, th- this was, you know, it was it, it wasn't the biggest gap, but the fact that it was on a full size V twin yeah, uh, you have to give respect to that. And, and from what I was told by Trav, uh, one of the biggest hurdles was the uh, slippery Evil Knievel boots. <laughs> yeah, that's what I heard. So for the yeah, last he jump, he, he wore Evil's real <laughs> boots, right? Yeah, dude, and they they wouldn't stick to the peg. <laughs> <laughs> and you wonder why Evil yeah, crashed that, all the time. I think it was. Point. Yeah, you wonder with evil if if maybe it was uh, it was form before function at some point, you know, and like it was all about yeah. the flash and it. I mean, like, you have it, to respect that. Yeah. Uh, well, I know, like, yeah, it's the style. And yeah, dude, that guy. He's that's, a, that's what evil was all about was, was style and and, and the, like the way he, he made it look. You know, it, it was all about uh, his performance. Like he he would sacrifice anything if it just made it look better you know yeah well and i know there was something it was a quote trav said and it was about evil and i know uh you know it's like something trav you know he lives and dies by but he goes you know evil is a man of his word he'd show up and look at it look at a jump and know he was going to crash and probably end up in the hospital but he committed to doing it so he'd go through with it even though he knew it was it was was. get the stretcher ready because i'm going to be using it you know it was one of those like and you know that that goes a long way you know he's a man of his word and i know trav is you know if he says he's going to do something like you know trav always with me if he says he's going to do something man he he does it you know um and i I think that you know that that hundred percent yeah um, so I thought, you know, that was crazy, but yeah, I think, you know, and I talked about it in the opening segment, I think, you know, and I text Trav yesterday and told him, I said, I, I, you know, I'm proud of the guy because this is not an easy thing. You know, you've got evil Knievel who he's up on a pedestal, man. And, uh, you know, and if you're going to yeah. do a tribute to him, it's got to be done classy and in the right way. And, you know, and it's one of those, like, I, I think Trav, he couldn't have done it any better. You know, I think he, he did it in such a good way, you know, paid tribute to a legend. It didn't overshadow anything. You know, one like Trav goes, Hey, I'm going to jump 200 feet farther than yeah. evil. You know, he, he didn't do that. You know, he just went in and right. he tipped the cap to evil and said, Hey man, you know, respect, you know? And I think, dude, he just, he did everything yeah. perfectly. But not only that, like what, what I loved was the nuance. I don't know if you picked up on it or not, but he jumped like evil jumps. Like, Nose high, like really yeah. horrible body posture. <laughs> well, oh my god, dude, I was cracking up the whole time. No, I was laughing because I noticed that there was one of them. I swear it looked like Trav was sitting on the seat or something like that. I was just like, dude, that is so right, not Travis. Right. That is not how Travis would jump. No. But yeah, if you got a side by side shot of Evil oh, and Travis, dude, they, they were yeah totally like that had to have been awkward for Trav, you know, just to do it that way. Yeah, and, and dude, I tell you what, man, and just watching it, it like in person, I felt like I was in a time machine. Like I seriously felt like I got like if it wasn't for the the, the tall buildings around, I would have thought that I like somehow transported through time because it was it was mirror image, man. It was crazy. Yeah. 
Well, there's just something too. Like even even if there's not an event going on, but if you go drive into Caesar's Palace and go past the fountains, dude, there's just something special about it. Like being there and watching Trap yeah. jump them, dude. That's that's just special, you know. And and obviously that's not a very far jump in today's terms. You know, it was massive when Evil did it. Metzger's backflipped right. him. I think Robbie Knievel's jumped him now uh, at some point. Like, but dude, it's just yeah. special being able to do that. Like that's just rad, you know. You seeing Trav jump that? Like it yeah. didn't matter what it the was, hell he did it on. It's just awesome. It was never ever about the distance, you know what I mean? And like the TV will package it that way to get the general population involved and be like, oh my god, I gotta watch this because you know people that don't know anything about the sports, you, you gotta you gotta captivate yeah. the general audience as well. But you know, I, I'm pretty sure that the action sports community, you know knows that this was not about the distance <laughs> you know um it was paying homage and i'll tell you what Trav, man, it was so cool to watch um and and the way they set it up it was like you know they, he did the first jump and there was a nice little spot in between the first and the second and uh it was if you were there there was actually like food and drink all around and like uh we were actually hanging in, in the industry tent, which was pretty cool because they had some ac i was i was pretty excited about that but what was really cool was to see him go in transit from um, the backside of uh, Planet Hollywood to Caesars. Because he actually did that in the street, in full dress, on the bike, and was, like, high-fiving people that were, like, passing by. Like, it was really, really cool. It was, it was like, a free event. You didn't have to buy a ticket. It was just, like, this really, really cool, like, oh, man. It reminds me of, like, when I go to uh, Evil Knievel Day's uh, for uh, Evil Knievel's like three day event that they, they they have out there, Evil Days. Yeah. Um, it, it's like just free events. You just you walk from one thing to another for about three days. Uh, you know, drinking in the streets and just having a really good time. Uh, checking out the different things that they have going on, and it's all free. So I mean, it really took me back to to that because I go every year to beat Montana before that event, and um, it, it's like one of the best things in the world because I just I love seeing stuff like that where. It's not controlled by like a ticket master or something like that. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just like, hey, this is for everybody. Just come check it out. You know what I mean? Um, I really, really enjoyed it. it was, and, and History Channel did such a great job at uh, putting it on properly. And everybody, top to bottom. I mean, you know, the, the staff and, you know, you had Mateus up there making sure everything was running great. It, it was just such, everybody did a great job. It, it was really cool to see. Yeah, and, you know, it's – I don't know. I'm just stoked on how everything came off. You talk about evil days, man, and that's something I'd love to get up there too. That's uh, – where isn't that where uh, Godfrey jumped the semi-truck and then Tanner jumped the Razor a couple years ago? Yeah. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. Yep. Yeah. Yes, I, sir, I, I was there for that too, man. Tanner, that deal <laughs> – dude, Tanner, I had him on air, like, the I think the day after it happened or something like that, and, uh, dude, that guy – with his yeah. walking stick, just flogging it. Like, I'm like, dude, this guy's got balls, man. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I thought that was going to go bad because he, he flew that thing, like, to its max. And when, you know, I mean, you jump your TVs all the time. They, they tend to go a little nose heavy when you have them topped out like that. Yeah. Man, he was coming. I was like, and he, like, barely, like, we, oh, man, I was like, that, 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 that would have uh, puckered me up a little bit. Yeah, well, there's there's a point uh, when you jump UTVs, dude, where it's like 
like you can jump them pretty far and everything's good, but there's a point where you jump so far and I don't want to say you lose control, but you know, a lot of it's, you know, gas and throttle and, you know, you can kind of control the attitude of it in the air, but you start jumping these farther distances and it ends up being like Russian roulette. Like you just can't, (laughs) you can't control it for very long. And I mean, I mean, you you can, (laughs) yeah, you can, you can, you can make adjustments. But you're really like Jesus, take the wheel. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah. You get to a point where you're jumping so far, it's just like you're along for the ride, man. There's not, no, like you said, you make small adjustments, but when you're jumping, you know, 200 feet and things like that, it's just like, you, like you said, Jesus, take the wheel, man. I'm, <laughs> is it my time or not? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, man. It's, uh, I love the big jumps, though. I mean, it, it, they're uh, they're scary as all heck, but you know, Polaris makes such a great product. I, you know, I'm not just saying it. I uh, I rolled one um, on the third at you know we were, we were uh, at Travis's house for you know for the fourth the holiday, and uh, on the third we were uh, out back messing around and I ended up cartwheeling one uh, three or four times. I don't really remember because I I wasn't wearing a helmet. You know, don't tell anybody, but uh, I was a little dinged after that. And uh, you know, the whole thing is, is so well made, man. I mean. I, I was probably, I had to be doing probably 55, 60, you know, and it was like a very uh, short jump. Like it had some distance, but it was like low to the ground. And when I hit the ground with the front end, it just kind of did this front flip thing a whole bunch of times. And uh, man, it really didn't do that much damage. I was very impressed with the cage. Yeah, that's. That's awesome, man. Um, so what's what, what's the word with you, man? We're I know street bike Tommy. I've been seeing this barbecue rig rolling around, and uh, you know, we, what, what, what's going on with yeah. you? What, what is keeping Tommy busy right now? So uh, as you know, I mean, I took this year off pretty much uh, from tour to uh, really start my own business. Uh, it's been something I've been talking about for a long time, and I've just kind of like been like, yeah, you know, I'm just going to do it in steps and. And kind of like, you know, when I can do it, I'm going to do it. But it really just, you know, I, I don't know what, but I changed my attitude or like where I was mentally. But um, New Year's, I was like, yeah, New Year, New Me, I'm going to start a business. And like, you know, I took the year off from tour and I just, I went out to, to Utah to where, uh, so I did an apprenticeship. Like I, I, uh, I worked at my buddy's restaurant, one of the best pit masters in the world. Uh, Cameron True, he owns Bam Bam's Barbecue in, in Orem, Utah. And I worked in his restaurant uh, two years ago uh, to really learn how to be in the restaurant industry. I needed a friend of mine, really close buddy, and uh, he invited me out, and I, I learned how to barbecue. Well, I actually bought his uh, food truck from him because I, I worked on his food truck, and I fell in love with it because it's a monster. It's, a, it's such a big food truck. Uh, so I could do events. Like that's my plan because actually I'm going to be at Bud's Creek National uh, coming up oh, nice. with my food truck, and I'm also I'm also going to be doing Red Bud. Um, uh, and I, and um, that's in October. So I'm and the reason why I have such a big food truck is so I can service so many people. So I mean I can serve probably two, I think two thousand to twenty five hundred people uh, out of our truck and trailer um, per day. So I mean, um, you know, it, it, it's a no joke food truck, but we we just passed we, we just passed our health inspections, fire inspections, all that stuff. So we're 
we're actually legal and stuff like that. So I mean, it's we're actually like legal. We're actually legal. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I feel like I'm doing it the right way, you know, um, which is really cool. Um, and everybody that has our stuff, I mean, not only is our, you know, just just the fact that I'm doing it because I'm I'm on the truck, I'm cooking, I'm serving, like. It's not something that I just, like, create and, and, like, pass off. Like, I'm doing this because I love talking to the people. I love serving my food to the people that know what it is that we've done for so many years. And, and, and barbecue aficionados stop by and tell me how great I'm doing. Um, you know, Cam really, he's my master sensei. So, Cam, Cam, Cameron True, man, he, uh, he really showed me the ropes really well. And, and um, my, my rig's in, in tip-top form, man. Um, I actually, uh, and if, even if you're not a barbecue person, uh, we got wieners with the hot dogs. <laughs> so, I mean, we're, uh, we're we're throwing hot dogs the side, and because uh, I, I got my Traeger grill kick, kicking on on the side, man, it's awesome. It's a hell of a setup. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Well, I know you know it's funny you talk about that. Like in the barbecue world, you know, we've been talking about TP, you know, today and you know earlier, and uh, dude, there's like in the barbecue world, there's some guys that are like. Travis Pastrana's of you know of the barbecue world, right? I mean, they, yeah. these guys are like the heroes and legends, that's, that's you know. I, yeah, dude. I mean, Myron Mixon, these guys on on the uh, on the big shows, you know, you know, uh, what was that? Pitmasters, barbecue pitmasters, uh, on the Food Channel and all that. Um, you know, that Tuffy, all those guys, they're they're just super super good, uh, and and they're big names. Like, there's also like sponsors and stuff. Like, I mean, if you're gonna talk about like uh, the Red Bull of the meat world. I'm actually, I work with Snake River Farms. Um, they're like the biggest name in like competition uh, briskets and stuff like that because they offer such like high-grade Wagyu meat and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it, it's very similar. You know, it's very, very similar. There's, uh, you know, the big-name sponsors. There's the, there's, there's the superstars out there like Cameron True and Tuffy and those guys. Um so, I mean, it's, it's pretty funny because they all actually have, like, a following and stuff, too. <laughs> like, people drive. Uh, I mean, have you ever heard of Franklin's in Texas? Yeah, yeah. Like, that that's, like, the go-to spot. That guy's got a line around the block, sells out every day, like, has a huge operation. I mean, um, yeah, it, it's been really fun to be part of a new community that's, like, one and the same, you know? Yeah, you feel like like I mean, because you're you're you know you're famous, dude. Like you feel like you know you being street bike Tommy. Like people, it gets them in the door. Like hey, they see you at an event. Like hey, I'm gonna try. I'll give Tommy a try. You know, because they know who you are. So it's like hey, we're, well, we'll see if he's legit. We'll give him a try. Hundred percent. And what's funny is, is I think that people, uh, I mean, especially you know knowing. What, how I am, like, uh, my success rate of stunts and stuff like that is pretty much zero. Um, but they know I'm passionate, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't have a high success rate, but I'm passionate about stuff. And I, I, I think that people know just by looking at me that if there's one thing that I'm passionate about, it's food. And uh, I, I do make some really, really phenomenal barbecue. And, and like, that's what been, like, one of my favorite things about this whole venture is actually not disappointing people uh like they come in and they're they're really actually still amazed at how good the food really is i mean we our product is is tippy top right now dude that's rad 
Um, I'm still laughing about the success rate thing, dude. I, 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 we, you and I, we get talking and we can go all over the place, but I got to tell you the one that I, I don't know if it's a success or fail, but what, what was the one, I don't even remember what movie it was on at this point. It was one of your guys' videos, but you went down like the huge slip and slide and you got all rashed up, I think. Um, God, what one was it? Oh yeah. No, I landed on. That was uh, so Nitro Circus, the DVD three, yeah. uh, was the first. Uh, or well, the first one was in, the, in in number two, but like the one that I did, yeah, uh, because it got bigger by then was the number three, and it was the one that crisscrossed. And we did a lot, a lot of uh, testing and tuning with that one, and we didn't know which way it was going to shoot you out to go to the pool, you know, because we couldn't really get the the slide right because you're digging yeah. and you're making adjustments as you go, but. Somebody had to be the guinea pig to get thrown out like time after time after time. And guess who that was? <laughs> that was me. You're signing up for failure. Um, but out of, out of all the years, uh, Nitro Circus, I do have like my success rate of, you know, God, what is it? Creeping up on 15. It's over, it's over 15 years now that I've been doing Nitro Circus. And uh, I, I've, I've had a success rate of landing uh, a single backflip on a 250 two-stroke dirt bike uh, back in, like, 06. And then uh, my skydiving was pretty much my only – oh, and I won a rally once. <laughs> yeah, you won a rally. I was there, dude. I saw it. You were a street bike Tommy beat Travis yeah. Pastrana. That – I, dude, you beat TP. And nobody can take that away. You got the trophy to prove it, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that in my, uh, my Baja finisher pin. Yeah. Uh, that's a, that's the second time in competition that I beat him. <laughs> Poor Trav, when you did the rally, then his yeah, motorhome broke. Three. What's that? Oh, did I ever tell you the Baja story? No, I don't know the Baja story. I didn't know you got a finisher pin. I mean, I know Trav's gone down there a ton, but I didn't know you had. So the year that he burned down his class one? Yeah. Uh, that, that same year, uh, we had we – had, just like me, Jim DeChamp, uh, Chris Alton, and um, I forget his name. He runs the uh, that other uh, Axel Sports podcast or something. I forget his God, I'm drawing a blank. But this was back in 06, 07, something like that. Uh-huh. <clears throat> we all, like, me, me, Hubert, Jim, we all loaded up in Travis's uh, C50 at the time and, and took a king quad from out of the shop and ran Baja from Ensenada to La Paz. On a king quad. <laughs> oh, dude, I'm that, not even joking. That had to like, been a long day. Yeah, four inches. Dude, it was insane. It was like one of the most fun trips I've ever had. It's not a little pause all the way down. Like it was, I think it was like 1,100 miles or something yeah. stupid like that. It was crazy. That's awesome, man. Um, but yeah, that that was the year that he burned down, and, and uh, me and him were actually on the same night section. Uh, he was driving, and I was I was riding the quad, and I got to the to the next checkpoint, and I, I didn't know that his truck had burned down, um, and uh, I stopped at the at his, uh, it, like, I think he was running with, uh, who was he running with, I think, Jeff Goodrich. I stopped in at the uh, at the truck and was like, hey, did Todd come through yet? And they were like, no. Nah. I was like, ha, 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 <laughs> so, But I didn't know he, he burned down. Yeah. And to make a long story short, I actually um, came across a, a campfire in the middle of the night and I stopped and it was a car that was like burnt up and I took a picture of it on my cyber shot and, uh, kept on going and, uh, to find out that that, that was actually Trav's burning vehicle. Uh, I have the picture. I got to send that to you one day. 
Oh, dude, that's dude. One thing I say about Trav is when you beat him, like it's always so bad for him. It was like even the rally, like this one, you beat him and his car burns down. The rally, they, like, the dude crashes out and then his motorhome breaks down on the ride home. Like, <laughs> dude, when, oh when you beat Trav, it's like, dude, it, Trav's just like it's bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's so funny because, I mean, I like, but he, he takes it in stride because he knows damn well that, like, you know, you put us in any type of equal racing vehicle and he'll get me every time because, I mean, the dude's just the most talented dude on the planet. Like, he really, really is. He is. He's um, ridiculous and, how good he I'll tell you all day long that, like, you know, uh, he's got, you know, probably 10 seconds a lap on me at, 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 driving anything, you know, go-karts. You name it. Like, the dude's, like, insane faster than me. But uh, I got a habit of getting in his kitchen. You know what I mean? And I, I've managed to come away with two wins. And uh, I, I don't let it live it down either. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is too funny, man. Well, shoot, it's always good catching up with you. I gotta, I'm got i sending you right now as we're on the phone. Hopefully you, got, you get text right now, right? Yeah. Uh, I'm sending you a picture of my dude toy. I got a unicorn that came in yesterday. Um, I sent, I sent a picture to Jim York and he's already offering to buy it from me. Um, <laughs> when you see it, you'll, you'll see it and you'll be like, Oh man, dude, that's like a full on rarity. Never been shot 20 plus years old. Wait till this thing pops through. Uh, people that are listening right now on, right. on radio, they're just like, what the heck? <laughs> what are you guys talking about? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, dude. I spent, uh, yeah, that's another thing that we did in Vegas, man. We, uh, I got some really, really sweet trigger time, uh, at Battlefield Vegas. We were, we were shooting mini guns, mod deuces, uh, fully automatic. I mean, like, we, we went straight from, like, pretty much up all night, having a good time at, uh, at the club, and, uh, woke up, got some breakfast, and shot some really, really cool guns, man. Dude, that is. really enjoy, uh, Battlefield Vegas. York's been trying to get me out with him, but, uh, yeah, H&K USP Match 45, a.k.a. the Tomb Raider gun. Never been shot. It's in the ultra-rare two-tone. They only made a couple hundred of them. So, um, dude, I finally nailed one down. It took me 15 years to find this gun. That's awesome. I have the, the 45 tactical, but they're, they're, they're you know, diamond dozen. Yeah. That thing's beautiful, man. Dude, it's never been shot. And like dude. I told York goes, he's like, I'll buy it from you. And I'm like, it ain't for sale. I've hunted for 15 years for this. <laughs> but I said, it's almost like I need to go and find a second one just so I can shoot it. Because this one's never been shot. And I don't want to, you know, I don't want to yeah. pop it. This is like a collector's gun. You don't want to pop the cherry, you know. It's like well, I, I need to go find one that's already been shot. It, it's been shot. It, they, they shoot it at the factory. Yeah, so well, yeah, but I, I mean. feel too bad about it. Yeah, it's not a shooter, though. It's not like this thing's had, you know, a thousand rounds pumped through it yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. I you got know. you. You know, but it's. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. And just so everybody at home knows, uh, Jim York was uh, my rep at Silencer Co. for a very long time and, and supplied me with suppressors. So he's a, he's a friend of Jim and I's. Yeah. And, um. Uh, he also he's now at Black Rifle Coffee. So, uh, yeah, Jim Jim's a good friend of the group. Yeah, and uh, big shout out to Black Rifle Coffee. I was up there at Dirtfish. They give, gave some epic packages away up there at Dirtfish for charity. So the dudes at Black Rifle they're Coffee, so cool, dude, they, I, I they give back, man. Doing, it's man. awesome. So uh, we'll we'll give them that nice yeah. little plug here. But uh, 
Awesome, Tommy. Well, I know uh, I got to wrap this show up. We've gone over time, and I just don't care at this point. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. We're, we're over time, but you and I get talking, and we just roll with it. So, uh, uh, the people online, they're lucky. Yeah, we'll it throw... goes all over the place. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, we'll uh, we'll give you a shout back after we get off air, dude. We gotta we gotta um, talk about a few things, but uh, always fun having you on air, buddy. And uh, you know, thanks for catching up. Yeah, man. Thank you, brother. Always a pleasure, my friend. All right. Take it easy, Tommy. You too, brother. All right. Later. Always fun catching up with my man, Street Bike Tommy. I uh, love Street Bike Tommy. Always fun to catch up with him. I think you're going to be seeing him on uh, both of my shows a little bit more frequently, both Project Action and the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Speaking of both of them, go over to iTunes right now, hit the subscribe button, and uh, leave a rating and review. If you leave a review, I'll leave your Twitter, Instagram, at username, and I will follow you back on social media. So uh, my promise to you, if you want to follow from me, it's an easy way to do it, but you got to subscribe in order to get locked in and get that follow. Uh, make sure to check out all our motorsports content and Project Action content at downanddirtyshow.com and I am at Jim Beaver 15 on every social media platform as well as at Down and Dirty Show on Twitter as well. Two accounts over there on uh, on Instagram. Sorry, not Twitter. Instagram. So big thanks to Tommy for coming on. Uh, we got some X Games next week. Got some actors coming up here very soon. I think some other podcast hosts. Uh, got a lot of fun coming at you on Project Action here on Podcast One. So um, you guys have fun this week. Enjoy the X Games on TV next week. Uh, we got uh, just uh, a whole lot of stuff coming at you. A lot of motorsports events. A lot of MMA news. I don't know. Pro wrestling. We got pop culture. Comic Con going on. So uh, it's going to be a stacked couple of weeks. We're going to have a, a breakdown of pretty much all the fun right here on Project Action. So uh, have a great week. Be safe. As always, game on.